Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Flakasoid Podcast. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Just as a precursor, I know that every episode has been a little different lately. I want to say that today's podcast episode has therapy vibes, even though I'm not a therapist. But uh, before we get to the therapy vibes, brace yourself. I have a little one-minute intro. Please consider supporting my content by supporting me on Patreon for $2 a month. If every one of my followers did that, wow, we'd be going crazy. It'd be a pizza party. I am Fleeksy on Patreon. Feel free to look me up, but I'll also have it linked in the description of this video on YouTube and on this podcast. And um, also, if you guys have any suggestions for topics that I should do, I now have an email called FleeksyFeedback at gmail.com. Send any submissions for requests right in there. Or if you want to IG me, well, IG DM request me, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, send me a DM on IG. And if you would like to leave a comment request under my YouTube channel, under the comment section, go ahead and do that. Specifically, the Fleekazoid YouTube channel. But I check out all my comments on my YouTube channel. So just, you know, leave a request. I'm open to them. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll move forward now. For my viewers who watch me in lifetime, you may have noticed that I didn't record a podcast in the last two weeks. And yeah, you know what? I've been in a weird emotional situation. I've been like coming down off of the heat of the separation of a lot of my previous environments and relationships. And I decided that I was actually making an identity out of my anger and my pain. And I thought that, you know what? A part of processing my emotions means moving forward with my life and deciding that enough is enough. And I decided that it was time for me to move on. It was time for me to lighten up and time for me to allow myself to be happy. And with that came the realization that I was making an identity out of my pain. I was making an identity out of my anger. I realized that I was making definitive statements about the outcome of my life and my future based off of very temporary events, which led me to a series of thoughts that just got me to this place of this topic that I wanted to talk about today which is to stop identifying with the pain and anger of a bad situation and how do we move forward from that when we're in that place. Not that I think that this episode will cure all of your issues, but I definitely think that it's a talk that can help you out. So just to like make it clear contextually, for myself, it's like the loss of friendship, the loss of a man, a man that wasn't even really my man, and the separation of family. And then comes the whole like transition of my new space, the uncertainty that comes with it, the need to do good, the desperation of like, oh my God, I have to do good. It feels like I need to do this to survive. And just the general feeling of like, holy fuck, like what is my life going to mean if certain things continue to either go in these types of directions or I keep finding myself in the situation? Like, will I always be in the situation? And a reoccurring find that I kept coming across in my little research across other people who talked about this in podcasts and Google was that people who experience traumatic events whether it ends up impacting them for life, comes out of the way that they give meaning to that event. 
And I think that this is something that we can find in breakups and dramatic transitions in our lives. But, you know, just anything bad that can happen to us, like losing a job. And I'm not saying by default that these events don't have meanings, because trust me, whatever pain, anger, injustice, or even like anything that happened that was very like impactful to you on an emotional level, that's all valid. I'm not taking that away from you. However, I know that I absolutely am someone who is guilty of this because I feel like every time there is a bad event in my life, I absolutely make an identity out of it. Like, uh, hey, what's up? I got fired twice in one month and then I turned to content creation. And then, hey, double what's up? I dealt with the Scorpio and hemorrhoids and the felon and it turned into this podcast and my TikTok. So like, yeah, these things can absolutely change your life by the way that you internalize them. But I want to talk about when it becomes negative, when you hold on to anger and when you feel like, oh my God, how do I shake that off? I want to talk about the stuff that I learned about shaking off my anger and how I was able to move myself through it and hopefully help you move through yours. So the first talking point that I want to make is that when you have anger or hatred or depression, that's usually a response to a situation. Depression usually being the response to a lack of resources, a lack of security. With monkeys in the wild, it's also seen as a lack of social status, a loss of social status, being exiled from the group, being socially isolated. Sometimes it can be a chemical imbalance, not walking around enough, not getting enough sun, not having physical activity. Please go seek out a therapist though. Of course, as always, I am not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. These are just the things that I know from my days on Google, my days in anthropology, biology, and global health, you know, my college courses. And then we have anger, which when usually it's a breakup or a job situation, it's because there's an injustice. There's a self-esteem within us that's trying to be reestablished, a sense of, Hey, I was done wrong. I didn't deserve that. That should never happen to anyone, but especially me, and it should never happen again. Which, yeah, justified, depending on the circumstances. Assuming that you're not the bad guy and that you didn't fuck up and that you didn't do anything to cause the situation to kind of go in that direction. But I know for me, like, I'll sit in the situation of anger and I'll be like, damn, that was really annoying and irritating and I absolutely don't ever want to deal with that again. An example for me in this situation is whenever I'm live streaming on Twitch, a man comes in and goes in the comment section, maybe gives me $2.50 and then asks me to join his podcast. By the way, what the hell, doing that while I'm live? Already sketchy sign number one. Number two, I don't know what your podcast is, buddy. I don't know what your online presence is. He could be a Tatiana with an MLM. No, fuck that. And every time I've ever let those types of dudes stay in my chat, I've been like, I don't want to stream on Twitch for like a month which led me to decide with that anger that I used to sit with for like a week or a month that, hey, next time I see a guy do that, I'm just gonna block them on site. I don't give a fuck if they get mad or pissed off or if they gave me their money. They can go ahead and get a refund. I don't wanna deal with that shit. I'm not gonna deal with being in anger. I'm gonna react right away because I know how I'm gonna feel when the situation presents itself. So as a woman, if you're dating, you might have this anger pop up when you realize, hey, this guy is being unusually sexual early on, just kind of like how that last guy who ended up being annoying as fuck was. Or that anger pops up when it's like, hey, this guy wants to go out to get drinks and he didn't mention getting any food. I find it very suspicious that he only wants to get me drunk. Sounds like something that might benefit him. Sounds like something that the last five assholes did. 
The anxiety might turn into anger once you realize that this is a guy who's falling back after you gave him that ooh-na-na, and then it's like, okay, now I got to fall back. Now I have to protect myself. Now I realize who this dude is. And this anger is usually a way of being like, if I ever see this situation again, this is how I need to feel. This is how I need to respond because I know what it's going to turn into. And internally, it's even your body's way of giving you self-esteem. It's letting you know like you absolutely did not deserve this. You are worth more. You deserve better. So when you end up in a situation where the anger comes across you, you need to realize that like, hey, it's not your identity. It's a response. It's a response to something fucked up that you did not deserve. Because you could walk around all day with that fight or flight wanting to fight the air and start throwing air punches, but girl, like, you're going to lose your hair, you're going to have so much cortisol, you're not going to be able to think straight, you're going to be driving like you're drunk off the stress and the irritation. It's not worth it. That anger is there for you to, like, form a solid opinion about a situation, case and point scenario, identify a threat that could potentially arrive in the future, and then know that that's how you need to respond if you see that threat arrive. But what you need to know is that it's not you. It's not your 24-7 identity and personality. Responding with anger is a coping mechanism to get to that place of self-esteem. It's kind of like when you respond to a bad situation with shopping or good food or smoking or drinking. You're not always drinking, you're not always smoking, and you're not always shopping. You just do that stuff whenever you want to feel good or whenever you want to get to a different place mentally. That's what anger is. It's not you. It's just a response. But in this case, it acts as a response that ends up setting standards and boundaries for the people in your life that come into it and that will see their way out if they cross them. Now, when it comes to the depression of a situation, I can't tell you how to fully work your way out of that because I know that's such a unique situation. But what you need to know that when it comes to sadness and anger or even the mix of the two is that you are not your darkest, saddest, ugliest moments in life. And neither am I. Can you imagine being the worst thing that ever happened to you when you were eight years old? Hell no. And nobody else is. And look, if that was your ugliest moment in life that you're still identifying with, you were a kid. Give yourself grace. But if you feel like your saddest moment in life right now is the rejection that you faced from a man who possibly manipulated you, give yourself some more grace. It's not your fault that somebody came into your world and tricked you. There's a lot of self-hating people on this earth who give themselves very little compassion will see your situation and extend that ugliness towards you and tell you that that's all your fault. No. And when somebody tells me I'm awesome and amazing and funny and talented and all these great things, I believe them because I think these things about myself already. So when they walk out of my life and they leave, it's kind of like, oh, that sucks that they stopped seeing that in me, but I don't think that my talent and amazingness goes anywhere. And with a mofo like this, they probably know that you some way exhibit these traits, whether you actually say it or not, or they can tell that you have a life that is created by these traits. And yeah, they can recognize it. Trust, if they got eyes, they got ears, and maybe they even have the ability to pick up on vibes, they'll notice it. So like, congratulations to them for being perceptive, um, but all those things about you don't go away when that person goes away. So if they came in, said all those things, it worked on you, and then they disappeared, trust, you are not the rejection. You are still all of those amazing things before them and you will be after them. They just suck ass and they're probably a sociopath dead ass. They literally will say anything that they need to say to fuck you. And right now you're probably like, what the fuck? How do I avoid guys like this? There's a podcast called Unmasking the Abuser by a woman named Dina. Please go listen to it. It has 27 episodes. 
I devoured it these last two weeks where I wasn't making content and I am begging you to go listen to it because it will tell you how to deal with guys like these, how to spot them, and just generally never deal with one again when you can see it coming from 100 miles away. This podcast will help you learn that. Okay, now let's move forward. So yeah, you're not your darkest, ugliest, saddest moment. Furthermore, one person's experience of you is not the only experience of you. And I realized with the loss of a situation can come the loss of what you thought may happen in your future, or maybe even the loss of the emotion, the connections, the highs. There's so much more to it than just the way that that person experienced you and how it makes you internalize yourself. I know that these things can feel life altering and they can even change the way that you experience the world, but eventually you will find yourself back to you if you can manage to not make an identity off of the pain that this moment has brought you. And it's one thing when it's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna use this pain to create something beautiful. I'm gonna go start my own business now that I got fired from this job. There are people who will get arrested, who will get involved in behavioral programs. There are people who go through addiction, who will go into like recovery programs. There are ways that you can turn a bad experience that you felt like, oh my God, this defines who I am and this defined the direction of my life into something that impacts you for the better and impacts your community for the better. And I know this is so like hoity-poity, 100 miles away. Like, what do you know about either of those things? It's true. I'm not an addiction specialist. I'm not a self-harm specialist. I'm not in any of those categories. However, I have seen other people do this with their life. And of course, you're going to go through that situation of like, holy crap, I can't believe I did that. That was so idiotic. That was so this. That was so that. The rabbit hole of negative self-talk is a part of getting through that process and getting to the other end of it. However, you don't stay in that. You don't live in that. And you don't let yourself live in the mud of being like, this is who I am. I'm fucked for life. I can never evolve from this. I can never recover from this. I can never do better. There are people who go to jail for like 15 years who come out of it and then they end up becoming judges. Yeah, that could be a situation that you could feel like, wow, I'm never going to get out of this. This is my life forever. No, it's not. It does not have to be. You have self-control. And I would say for myself, like I went into high school, I was really bad in high school and then I got out of it and I ended up being like a 3.75 GPA student. Why would I let that be something that defines me for the rest of my life? Like, oh yeah, I was a bad student in high school. It looks like I'm going to be a bad student of life. No, I'm not. Same thing with going through heartbreak. Oh my God, this man didn't want me. That guy didn't want me. No one's ever going to want me. No, that person's experience of you or their interpretation of you or their ability to have another person in their life or their willingness to have another person in their life or their readiness to have another person in their life is not defining of you. And I think like, let's expand it, right? We even have that situation where we're in school and we have like that bully or that person who treated us shitty and like that shit can live with us forever. Like that person who called us ugly, that person who said that we're dumb, that person who made fun of us or who like purposely went out of their way to misunderstand us and like group gang bully us. Listen, we are not the subject of bullying for our entire lives. Do you look the way that you do in middle school? Do you think the way that you do in middle school? You were probably around these people by virtue of proximity. You were not by them because you were like these people who had like minds and like thoughts and skills and people who were like around you because you guys actually had something in common. I think men who get rejected in high school do the worst with this. Like guys who make a whole identity out of not being able to lose their virginity after 16. But I'm not about to speak to that topic and I'm gonna glaze right over that because that has more to do with being entitled to women and nothing to do with actually having self-esteem. Back to getting on the rails here, if an actual injustice, mistreatment, or something very fucked up and something that you could not plan for happened to you, something that was outside of your control, outside of your actual circumstances took place that was far beyond you, and it made you feel like, damn, like I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to move past that. This says a lot about me in the future. This says everything about who I am as an individual. 
I'm going to say, no, it doesn't. And you should not be defining your life or the outcome of your life or even the direction of where you're going to be as a human being based off one fucked up brief moment. I'm not going to totally deny your experience here and say that it doesn't alter the way that you see the world or that it doesn't end up being something that you carry with you to a certain extent, but it doesn't need to be this anger that takes over your day and consumes your mentality and has you driving like an idiot and like walking around with this anxiety that you can't shake off. You deserve to feel happy. You deserve to move on. And a part of that is by not identifying with those small fucked up bad moments in your life and identifying with the good ones. And a large part of this is understanding the cycle of grief. You know, depression, denial, anger, guilt, whatever. I don't know the actual cycles off the top of my head. But that cycle of grief is not a one-way trip that you get to the end of and it's like, ta-da, I'm done. I'm never going to feel this way again about this situation. No, actually, you can re-experience those feelings out of sequence way after you go through that whole entire five-stage setup. You will find your way back to anger, disbelief, bargaining, and all those other stages. And it's going to confuse you and it's going to make you feel like, wow, I didn't actually heal. Guess whatever I did didn't work. I never made it past the gate of actually getting into my healing process. I know that this can happen with breakups. I know it can also happen with addictions. It can happen with things that you feel like you're backtracking or sliding on. Um, no babes, that's you being a human. We're not robots. We're not like, oh wow, my settings are changed forever. I'm deprogrammed. Yeah, you are probably gonna entertain some ideas from like three or four years ago, especially if it was a coping mechanism, something that you learned kept you safe or it made you calm or it made you self-soothe and you're just like looking for some fast, immediate relief. Yeah, you know what? You might turn to smoking. You might turn to shopping, drinking, or you might even think, oh, that ex wasn't that bad. He was always very nice to me when it came to XYZ. Once again, I wanna reiterate, you are not your coping mechanisms. You are not your reactions and you are not your responses. Those are things that you have learned and those are things that you can unlearn. They're not you. Allowing yourself to be forgiving is allowing yourself to be human. And a part of allowing yourself to be human is allowing yourself to be fluid. You can say enough is enough. A part of this is giving yourself perspective and foresight. Yeah, there is life one year ahead, two years ahead. And you know what? It's probably gonna look completely different than your life today. I think sometimes we tell ourselves that we can't actually get to this place unless we know exactly what it looks like on the other side, exactly how we're going to get there, and the step-by-step -step process. But sometimes it's as simple as knowing that it's something that you are capable of and it's something that's open to you and available to you. Sometimes it's as simple as just knowing the first five steps ahead of you. So step number one, I know that I am not this ugly moment. This bad moment in my life does not define me. My interaction with that person is not defining of all my interactions with every person. That one bad event is not every single waking second of your life. Sure, you can make it one if you want to carry it around with you emotionally and mentally, which I would argue is far worse than it actually happening to you because now you're bound to it and attached to it in a way that's not even positive. Like you carry it around through shame and anger. Acquire the lesson from it and acquire the step-by-step -step plan of the way that you're going to act if it ever presents itself in front of you again then move on, allow yourself to be forgiving, allow yourself to be fluid and allow yourself to let go and say enough is enough. I'm allowed to be happy. Giving yourself permission to forgive yourself and giving yourself permission to move on and to feel something bad and to say, you know what, I'm allowed to move to the next step of this process is like giving yourself wings and allowing yourself to fly. And yeah, you know what? This bad situation may have exposed yourself to different sides of you. Now you know what's in your capacity. Now you know what your responses can be. These are lessons about yourself but they're not defining moments of yourself. And if you can define yourself so heavily by these negative moments or experiences, imagine how much you can define yourself by your positive experiences. All the times you make other people laugh, 
your ability to love, your ability to be altruistic, your ability to be kind to people in the face of situations where it's like, maybe they don't deserve that kindness, your ability to stay calm. I can't tell you what all your talents are, but maybe you can define yourself by your talents, your willingness to learn, your ability to be self-caring. There are probably way more good things about yourself and way better things that have happened to you in your life than one or two moments or bad situations. Because yeah, we have piece of shit moments, but we're not pieces of shit 24 seven. It's all about allowing yourself to be a human, allowing yourself to make mistakes and allowing yourself to move on from those mistakes, allowing yourself to forgive and knowing that you are more than what has happened to you. So remember, you don't have to identify with hatred and you don't have to identify with anger. Those are just experiences, reactions, responses, coping mechanisms, ways of developing self-esteem, and your body's way of telling you that you don't deserve to be in that situation and trying to protect you from ever being in it again. The way that these moments can end up defining your life is how bound you are to them when you carry around anger and hatred and you like live with that constant weight of, I can't believe this happened to me. I don't ever wanna be in this again and constantly just walking around and like fight or flight, preparing to fight a battle that's not actually in front of you. That's when it ends up defining you. That's when it's like, okay, now this is a part of your life. It doesn't have to be though. And just know that you will find your way out of that negativity and that hatred and that anger and that sadness, but you have to allow yourself to say enough is enough and allow yourself to say, I can be happy. I deserve to be happy. You are light, you are love, you are healing, and you will get back to that place no matter how long it takes. But first you have to process a situation and you have to tell yourself, I have had every thought that I need to have about this. I have explored all the potential outcomes, the possibilities, the ways I could have handled it better and the ways that I'm gonna handle it if it does show up again. Then say, I'm allowed to move on. So I hope today has lightened the chains of anger, depression, or any negativity that you had about a situation, or at least gives you the outcome of, hey, you know, I can't actually get past this moment. I know that this is something that we can all deal with and trust I've been there myself. And these are the things that I wish that I could have had on site, like on hand, the second that I went through something bad. For me, it's just that immediate thought of knowing that I am more bound by anger and hatred than I am by love to some situations. So I hope that you guys have, um, you know, gained a little bit of that perspective too. And that is today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you guys want to comment directly on this episode, it will be available on the official Fleekazoid YouTube channel. If you're watching me from Spotify, give me five stars, please, preferably. Also, if you're watching me from Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a rating if you have the ability to follow this podcast. Girl, follow. All of this stuff helps me out. It helps out the podcast and it spreads fleeksy supremacy. Another way to spread fleeksy supremacy is by supporting the Patreon. Also, if you like these topics and you feel like, hey, I would like her to talk about another one, go ahead and email fleeksyfeedback at gmail.com. You can also send me requests on Instagram, or you can even just leave them in the comment section on my YouTube videos. I think that's pretty cool. So that is the end of the episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Bye.